DJ, if they would help me with the microphone in a few minutes. But tonight I want to talk about church. C-H-U-R-C-H. I want to talk about church. I want to talk about the importance. I want to talk about the necessity of it. And I want to talk about how much of a great tool I really believe church is for every one of us. And let me explain tonight why we're talking on this subject. For those of you who have been around me, it doesn't take much for me to get on the church kick. I love church. I mean, I love church. I really do love church and always have loved church. My parents brought me to church all my life. And, and, and I remember our church services back then used to last three and four hours. It wasn't like now where we're in and out and, and we were just getting warmed up by the time we're closing the services now. You know what I'm saying? But I absolutely love church. But let me explain tonight why I'm talking about it. This week, Nancy and I had the privilege to talk with someone in the office. And in the conversation, what came out was they were looking for a church. They were looking as a family for a church. And they were looking for the right church for their family. Okay? And of course, we feel that we've got one of the best churches. But I also understand that we aren't everyone's fit. And that's okay. Okay, that's okay. There's going to be people who are going to come in this church that don't like us. That's okay. You know, I pray that they find a church that they do like. But you know what? So often though, let me, can I, can I add this in here? We've got to be very careful that we don't try to find a church that fits us. Because after all, is it really about fitting us or the fact that we're really coming to worship God? So we've got to be very careful with that. We want to be in a place that we enjoy. We want to be in a place, obviously, that we can get strengthened and encouraged in. But as I was talking to this person about the importance of not only finding a church, but getting planted and involved and connected in a church. As I was talking about all this, I gave this person my top three reasons or my top three things that I think you should look for in a church, what you should consider, and I call them the essential elements, essential elements. And I'm going to give you more, I'm going to give you those three, and I'm going to give you more shortly. But a lot of people come to me and they say this, and we hear it a lot, what's all the fuss about church? I mean, what is the big deal? You know, as long as I love God, isn't that the most important thing? Why do I have to go to church? I mean, I'm saved. My thinking is this. If I'm saved and I love God, I'll be in church. Come on, that's just my thinking. Because if I really love someone, I want to be in their presence. And you may say, well, I can be in my presence in the car. And I can be, yes, you can. 
But there's something about taking time out and coming into the house of the Lord. There's something about being found in the house. So there's a lot of fuss and people are questioning all this. What's the deal? What's the deal? But I want to hear your testimony about church tonight. I want to give you the opportunity to talk about church. And can we watch? I don't want people to chase rabbits tonight and talk about this and that and everything. I want us to be specific to our testimony of what church means to us. So I'm going to ask you three questions tonight. And I want you to respond. DJ, if you can cover this side. Trey's going to cover that side. I want to ask you all three questions tonight. And I want you to respond and help me out tonight. Is that okay? Who's going to help me out tonight? Come on. All right, then. First question is, why do you think church is important to you? Who's going to go first? Why do you think church is important to you? Come on, be thinking right now. Danny. I think church is very important because when you come together with Christian people, it builds you up, you can build someone else up, and you hear the Word of God, it gives you direction, and it's just awesome. That's cool. all I can tell you. Cool. Come on, who else is going to go? Why is church important to you? Come on, Edward at the back. Anyone else? Come on, keep your hands, put your hands up. Come on, everyone should have answers to this question. They really should. Church is important because it's important to fellowship no matter where you go, but in church is good to fellowship, church to church. Okay, okay. It's important to fellowship. Who else is going to say why church is important to you? Church is important to me because if I didn't have church, I, I wouldn't be. I just wouldn't be. Cool, cool. Um, because you, Pastor Philip, helped me understand the things that I have not understood in the past. Cool, cool. It's important because we are with other believers of like-minded faith. Cool. Anyone else? Wow, they're coming up everywhere. Because church uh, is important to me because I'm lazy. Cool. If I had, if I didn't have church, I wouldn't be in the Word as much. It gives me the strength to deal with the outside world. I mean, there's something to be said about alone uh, prayer time, but when a church comes together and prays and worships God, that's a whole other story. It's just amazing. Church is uh, it's important to me because, uh, you know, I was drawn to church when I got saved. Uh, it, it's uh, an opportunity to be in the presence of the Lord. And don't get me wrong, God is everywhere. I understand that. But it's different when you're amongst believers. And it's a chance to hear from God, you know. I get beat up constantly by the devil every day, every day, every day. And it's almost like when I run out of gas, I need to go to the filling station, I need to get some fuel. And church kind of puts that fuel back in to me, gives me the strength to fight the devil off for another round or two. Awesome, awesome. We've got another one at the front. Well, it seems to me like if you want to be with God, you've got to go to his house. Cool. Cool. I like that. Uh, it gives you an opportunity to serve cool. and to be a, involved in something, not just being saved and knowing that I'm going to heaven, but be able to come and, and just serve and lead other people. Cool. And uh, Dale, I, I appreciate everyone's answers tonight, but I really appreciate Dale's honesty because it, isn't that the truth? I said, isn't that the truth? 
that so many times we like to say that we've got an incredible relationship with God, but if it wasn't for opening our Bibles in church, they wouldn't probably be open most weeks for most people. And as sad as that is, thank God that we still have the opportunity that we can come and we can hear the truth and the Word of God. So anyone else got why church is important to you? Anyone else? Miss Emma, let me grab you quickly since I'm up here. Well, church is important to me because God says in Hebrews to not to forsake to assemble ourselves together. And he said more so as we see the days approaching and the days are approaching us. And also for that corporate anointing. And we draw strength from one another. Iron sharpens iron. Fantastic. Miss Nancy? Coming from both sides. It's a refreshing station. Uh, whenever you're tired, you can come into the church and then all of a sudden you can just begin to feel that peace, uh, that loving care. So I just love to be here because there's, even in the daytime when I'm here and I come into the sanctuary, there's a presence in this sanctuary. And it's, there's just a refreshing. Cool. Cool. I like hope's <laughs> For me, it's, um, I talk to my children at home about church and about God and all of that, but to show them not really the sacrifice but the commitment that we have to have to make to get here on Wednesday nights or on Sunday mornings and stuff. It just it's showing them at an early age to make it a priority in life. Awesome. That's fantastic. Yes, sweetheart. Trade was always it was my heart because I almost died and I'm God bless me. Cool, cool, fantastic. What about this question? What have you learned by being a part of the Church of God? What have you learned? Kathleen, you had something why it was important to you? Come on, jump in, jump in. Okay, okay. It's, it's a healing place. A lot of people that's just wounded and hurting, you know, walk around with a smile, but they really tore up inside. Cool. It's a healing place. Cool. So what have you learned as being a, from being a part of the church? How many would want to answer that? What have you learned Perhaps, well, not perhaps, specifically in your life. What is one of the greatest lessons or some of the greatest lessons that you have learned through being a part of the church? Anyone want to go? Who's going to go? Well, my experience of being a part of a church, you know, I used to be, I was raised up in a church, then I strayed away because I, when I was young, I haven't took church serious like I took it now. And I used to be angry because of so much stuff happened in my past. But now I'm happy. The Lord blessed me with a whole lot of stuff, you know. And my kids are a blessing and everything. And I have a bigger smile on my face now. Cool. Awesome. Come on, who else? Come on. Keep those hands up and wait till they get to you. Come on, what have you learned as being a part of, you know, what have you learned by being a part of the church? Anyone else got anything they want to say? Kathleen? You're not alone. Good, good. Steve-o? I feel like it's, uh, I live in a nursing home, you know? Uh-huh. And kind of come here and get motivated. Cool. When I come here, I'm usually not bummed out. When I, when I leave, I'm highly motivated. Come on. Isn't that awesome? Come in one way, 
and I'll leave the other. Isn't that cool? Come in bummed out and leave fired up, huh? Isn't that fantastic? So what else have you learned as being a part of the church? Learn to be a giver and to just um, provide more, just better qualities for my son. Cool. Cool. Anyone else? How much I truly love God. Like, cool. And it's cool to be that way. Whereas earlier in my life, I would, you'd be lucky if you could actually get me to go on Sunday. Ever. Cool. At all. And I like it. Now he really thinks church is cool. I like that. I, I've learned that God is faithful. I've learned that God loves me. And I'm learning the word of God. Cool. Trey? I learned what it means to really be a man of God. Cool. Cool. Anyone else got anything what they have learned from being a part of the church of God? I've had some great answers. Not alone. Motivates me. Teaches me to be a giver. Learned how to be a man. Learned that church is cool as I've loved God. What about, has anyone got a testimony of church? Come on, a church testimony just in your life and again not something to talk hours and hours about because unfortunately we don't have hours but who's got a testimony of what church has really done and how it's really impacted and changed your life has anyone got a testimony of that tonight anyone yes well for a long time I live in Houston and all the day I woke up and take care of my mother but God didn't see that he got my mother to take care of me. So I all my prayers that I began to walk again. I miss when I had surgery and that's the reason why I don't have a stroke. My my mother said, We all go up from the chair. We all go. I ain't gonna go, we don't have no bad they all have him. So I thank God that through Britain. She taught me here. I think God is there for her. Cool. Thank God that she brought you here, huh? Some place to go to the Cool. You thank God, and we love you being here, Miss Agnes. Don't we love her being in the house of God? Fantastic. Fantastic. Anyone else got a testimony about church? I, I know my mama and papa would drug me to church every Sunday, every Wednesday, every youth camp, every RA meeting and and you know at the time you think it's it's a, a hindrance and thank god for their perseverance i wouldn't be standing here today cool fantastic try right over there huh yeah um a lot of people know that i got saved the day before i was going to enlist in the air force and i've shared that testimony a lot but something that i really don't talk about a lot a lot is the fact that after i got saved within two weeks um someone that used to come to this church and was involved in the youth asked me to be a part and help with the choir of the fire. So within my first two weeks, I learned that this is a church that they really want you to be involved and to really, really serve. And, and that led, just going to help one weekend youth event led me to working in youth ministry for four years, really learning what it means to serve. And I, you never know when you first give your heart to God where it's going to take you, but you have to know the power in your life, the being able to give the opportunity to serve would absolutely change your life. Cool. How, let's take a poll in here. How do you lift up their hand and say they're a better person because of their connection and involvement in the church? Okay, put your hands down. How many people would say that you've struggled a lot 
And some of the greatest struggles that you faced in your life was when you disconnected yourself out of the church. How many would agree with that? What does that tell us all? It tells us all that church is a priority and needs to be a priority of our lives. That we think, oh, we're, and I like what Stacy said, and, and Stacy, I appreciate you and I appreciate everyone else because it is an effort for us to get kids home, get homework done and, and get them out and it's a school night and, 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 and all these things, there's a lot of it. But what you are teaching your kids is so important. You're teaching them faithfulness to God's house, that no matter what, faithfulness to God's house. I remember Brittany, every night I would read the Bible with her and we would read it. And I remember one time coming back from Baton Rouge, that's when we lived in Georgia, and I remember getting back and it was after one in the morning and it was so late and I was so tired. I'd driven for about nine hours and, and we'd just got back and I was just wore out. And I put Brittany to bed and she says, Daddy, I want to read the Bible. You know, the first thing that came into my mind, and thank God I stopped my mouth before it opened, was I'm too tired. But then I thought to myself, if I start saying to her, I'm too tired, what am I teaching her in future years? That, hey, because it's late, we're not going to pray. Because we're tired, we don't read the Bible. We've got the opportunity, I believe, to teach our children, our families, those around us. And the best way to teach someone the truth is what? To live the truth and to be the truth. That's the first side of the message tonight. And I understand we're not going to get to all of the message tonight, and that's okay. We're going to finish it next week. But I want to ask the second part of the question I want to ask, and Kelly's going to come up and write down some things for us and help me. But the second thing what I want to ask you tonight is, what do you think are essential elements of church? What do you think are essential elements for looking for a church? What do you think are essential in church? What do you think? Come on, there's no wrong answer. It's your answer. Praise team. Okay, the praise team. Okay. Anyone else? The word. The word, okay? The word. Okay, so we've got the word. Anyone else? That's what I was going to say was the word, because not just the word, but the truth. It's because a lot of times it's all the fluff and everything, and the word is not there. Cool. But just be stick to the word and what the word of God says. Okay. Anyone else? You are. Yeah. You are the church. Essential element. You are an essential element. Why? Because you are the church. The church is not a building. Come on now. Church is not a building. It's people. It's lives. Come on. What are some essential elements of church? What do you think is important? A great pastor. Okay. A great pastor is kind of important, huh? Great pastors. Great leadership. Great people to lead. Dale? Non-judgmental. Great. Baptism. Baptism. Okay. Holy Spirit has free reign. Fantastic. Anyone else? Freedom. Come on. That's good. Feeling welcome. Okay. Hold on a second. Kelly can't keep up with us. Freedom. Welcome. Love, someone say. Love for one another. Uh, 
Okay, so um, serious children and youth, okay? Including children and youth. Anyone else? Fellowship, good, good. Giving, fantastic. Anything else? How many would agree or sadly agree with me that what you see and what we have listed as essential elements is not present in many churches today? Outreach. Outreach, cool, awesome. I'm telling you. Great pastor. She wrote it bigger. Why is she smiling when she wrote great pastor? That's what I want to know. Huh? Yes, ma'am. Prayer. Prayer. Good. Good one. We didn't, but we have now. We got you. We got you. But, I, you know, here's the deal with all of this. It's so important that we have these things included in church. Because notice how I said essential elements. There's things that we can do without. We can do without lights. We can do without music. We can do without a bus. We can do without... There's things that we can do without. How many knows they're not essential to have church? They're just bonuses. You know, we can do without them. But there are certain things, hasten the essential, that I really truly believe that we cannot do without. And what I'm going to do next week is I'm going to give you what I think is my top 10 or the top 10 essential elements for church. And you may say, well, pastor, why are you giving them to us? This is why I'm giving them to you. I'm trying to give you tools because I'm really conscious of the fact that every day we're bombarded by people that say, man, I don't want to go to church. I mean, what's the importance of church? Well, we have heard over and over tonight why church is important to you. Why do you think you have a testimony? You have a testimony for what reason? So you can tell other people what God's done for you. And if you don't have a testimony, you heard someone else's testimony. And you know what you can say? You know why we should go to church? Well, you know, there's a guy called Dale in our church. And he said something that was so true. The reason he goes to church is because he's lazy. You know how many people could relate to that? You see, that's why it's so important, even with the interaction today, is I've got you all talking because I'm giving you an addition to your testimony that you can share because I really believe it's time that we reach in our field. Hold on a second. I believe it's really time that we reach in our field. I believe it's time that we really go out after people and we really tell them what we believe and why we believe it. Come on, if church is really important to us, we should be telling other people about our church. Come on, we should be telling them, you know what, we've been praying for a guy in our church that the doctor said he had cancer. And you know what, he went today and the test came back and they can't find it. I mean, we need to start telling people that. We need to start spreading the word because there are great things that has happened. We, every one of us in here, lifted our hands and said, if it wasn't for church, we would not be where we are today. The importance of the necessity, how it's changed our lives. Well, if it's changed our lives, we've got no business to keep that secret to ourselves. Heartsea's Family Life Church is the biggest kept secret, I think, in Baton Rouge, and we're trying to change that. Come on, we're trying to change that. We're trying to do whatever we can to touch 
people. Look, listen to what it says in John chapter 10 and verse 10. And we, we all know this scripture probably off by heart. But this is one of my favorite scriptures and perhaps one of the most quoted scriptures that you probably hear in church outside of John 3.16. John 10 verse 10 says, The thief does not come except to kill or to steal, to kill and to destroy. But I have come that you may have life and that you may have it more abundantly. Now here's why I love this scripture. I love this scripture because it not only sums up the gospel message that he came, that he gave his life for every one of us, but I love it also because it gives me instructions on how to live my life. What do I mean? How I am to strive after the abundance of of God. Notice God doesn't say for me to live a mere existence. God says there's a life of abundance that I can have. There's a life of surplus. There's a life of more than enough. DJ talked about that, abounding. There's a life of blessing and fruitfulness that God has that I don't ever have to settle in my life, but I can excel in life. How many of you are with me tonight? Come on, you're looking at me like I'm a new barn door or something like that. Come on, I mean, how many are with me tonight that we don't have to settle, that we can excel? You know what they say, you can give a man a fish and you can feed him for a day, but teach that man how to fish And you can feed him for a lifetime. I believe church is where we find out how to fish. Come on, did you catch that? I believe church is where we find out how to fish. What does that mean? Not just providing for one meal, but there's provision for a lifetime. And not only do we learn to fish to supply for ourselves, but we learn how to fish God's way. And that's not for fish, but for men. That we learn how to be a witness and we learn how to be an example. Church is where we grasp the necessary tools, the information that will not only revolutionize our lives because we've all testimony to that. If it wasn't for church, where would we be? Thank God for our salvation experience, but I'm the man I am today because of the church. Hello? I'm what I am today because of church. I've heard a lot of things in church I didn't like because it went against what my flesh wanted to do. But I was disciplined, I was corrected, and as a result, my life has never been greater. There's a lot of things I maybe don't like, but church is not only where I can get the tools to instruct and to revolutionize my life, but church is also where I get the tools where I can go out and change another life and make a difference in someone else. So next week, we're going to talk about what I believe are the 10 essential elements. And and can I tell you that they're all on this board? They are all on this board. Because these are essential elements that we need to find in a church. I'm going to close with this statement. If your church is not changing you, you need to change your church. And that's a good thing to tell. I told someone that a couple of weeks ago. And sometimes it's hard to say that as a pastor because people think that you're in it for the wrong reason. But I'm not. I'm not that type of person. I'll tell people all the time. You know that lady who came and saw me this week and said, we're looking for a church? I said, I pray you choose our church, but if you don't, I'm not going to love you any less. There's a lot of great churches out there. I had lunch with one, a pastor or a minister from a great church. Healing Place is a great church. Pastor Dino is the real deal. I mean, there's a lot of great churches in Baton Rouge. We'd be foolish to say there's no good churches. There's a lot of great churches. But here, I've discovered, is if you're not being changed by your church, you need to change churches. 
And how do you do that? First, you, you can go in and ask the pastor and you can talk to him. But you know, one of the best things you can do is your life has not been changed every week. You need to find a new place where it is. Because anything that's living grows. So if you're in a church that's alive, there's going to be growth, there's going to be excitement, there's going to be passion, there's going to be the presence of God being set forth. There's going to be all, we're not talking about programs and all those things, they're great. But there is no substitute to the essential elements of what we need to find in the house of God. That there's got to be that praise, there's got to be the word, that we are the church or you are the church. Great pastor, let me say that again, a great pastor, non-judgmental, baptism, Holy Spirit has his free reign. Freedom, that people feel welcome, that there's love for one another, that there's a great programs for children, for youth, that there's fellowship, that we learn giving, that we're able to give, that we have outreach, that we pray, that we have a great pastor. These are essential elements for a church. Did I say that, that we need a great pastor? But you know, all joking aside, I cannot tell you enough. And really, to be honest with you, we're probably preaching to the wrong crowd on Wednesday. Because the fact that you're here tonight says you love the house of God. But the reason we are talking on subjects like this is because I believe, once again, we need to stir up within our hearts the gift. We need to stir up the remembrance inside of us of the fact of we are where we are today because of our connection and commitment in a church. They say if you take a fruit tree and uproot it and replant it, that tree can take up to seven years to begin or to be as productive as it once was. What's happening today with so many people jumping from church to church to church to church to church? Why? Because they hear something they don't like. Hey, stay in church, stay in this church for a few weeks. You're going to hear some stuff you don't like, but you're going to hear some stuff that you need to hear. You're going to hear the Holy Spirit challenging your life and convicting your life. I want to be under a place that doesn't itch my ears, but slaps me upside the head. You know, you can joke about it, but the cross, that cross there hit me upside the head the other day. I came in here looking for something, the lights were off, and I bent down up that corner, I came up, and that post of that cross hit me so hard on my ear that my ear was bruised for a couple of days, and I touched my ear and it was really sore. But you know what, I was driving home and I thought, God, I needed a smack up the side of the head. Have you ever had that? I was battling with things in my mind, you know, and and the enemy was just fighting me with discouragement and all that. And I came in here looking for something and the cross hit me up the side of the head and just knocked me back in line. Come on, we need encouragement. Now, you may not get hit by the cross, but something's going to hit you in church. Can I tell you? That's going to change your life. We need to be in church. We need to tell other people about the importance of church. I'm tired of hearing people say, well, I'm the church. It's discovered and we find in the house of God. And as we commit, and I'm going to close with this. I know I said I was going to close with that, but I'm going to close with this. God says, if you build my house and if you prioritize my home, I'll take care of your backyard. I'll take care of your backyard. No, I just want to say one thing. What I notice more than anything, if I miss two or three Sundays, I feel a, a distance from God. That's why I know I have to be here. I was looking on that list to try to find the word that I that I get from, and it might be the word, but but is what I come to church for is knowledge, and and the Bible says you perish because of a lack of knowledge. But I do, I I really come to church to to get knowledge, to learn, and that gives me the strength and gives me a lot of the answers to what's going on in the world. There you go. Anything can happen. Why? Jesus is here. Jesus is here.
We have, or we take for granted the fact that we are so honored to freely come to church. There's a lot of people throughout this whole world that lives are at risk, and they risk everything through coming to church or carrying a Bible. But yet we don't even bring a Bible to church, and we don't even come a lot of the times. As we were baptizing some kids on Sunday evening from across the way, some of those little kids walk from almost Choctaw right through that neighborhood. It's probably over a mile, maybe a mile and a half they walk, and they're here every Sunday and they're here every Wednesday. Even if it's raining, they're here. When it was freezing cold, they were here. They were here, they were here. What's happening is they've got more excitement about church than what we have. And we're the ones that's supposed to be excited and showing them in the example. Perhaps instead of complaining why the people around you are not going to church, start asking yourself, are they seeing the right example in me? Because I've heard someone just recently call me up and say, Pastor P, I can't get my husband in church. I said, well, it would probably help if you started being in church yourself. (laughs) Hello? Hey, don't call me up if you don't want to hear the truth. I can't get him in church. Well, perhaps you need to be there yourself and show him the importance of being in church, making the sacrifice and being there. And as we do that, come on, don't, don't forsake the assembling together, even so much more as the day is approaching. It's approaching. Come on, take care of his house and he'll take care of your backyard. Stand to your feet tonight. We would like to thank you for listening to this message today. We pray that your life has been challenged by what you've heard, but we also know it will be changed as you put God's word into effect. At Heartsea's Family Life Church, our doors are always open to help. If you need any more information or just a friend to listen, we are here. Call us at 225-274-1607 or email us at pastorp at hflc.us. Remember, put God first in your life and everything you do will prosper. We look forward to seeing you soon. God bless. Yeah.